Hello, everyone. Welcome to Security Unleashed podcast, where we teach our audience how to stay private and secure online and share our collective knowledge and experience in the field. Please uh, welcome my co-host, Malta Kiefer. So hello, guys. Welcome from me. And I hope you like our last episode. Today we want to speak about DNS security and we are looking forward to have a wonderful podcast with you guys. So Alex, why we need DNS? Why it's so important in the internet and why is security for DNS so important? So let me know. What? Very good question. Thanks, Malte. Great to be with you again, <laughs> as always. So the DNS is actually the essential part of, your, uh, of the internet. And uh, securing DNS is also the essential part of your internet security. So let's dive in a little bit uh, for those who don't know what the DNS is. And let's explain uh, on the high level what actually, uh, why we need DNS and what it is. Uh, And why I want to do that, because uh, you can't imagine how many like developers with five, six, seven years of experience don't know anything about DNS. This is not something they were encountered in, in in the past or dealt with it. So let's let's dive in. So DNS is uh, is actually uh, you can think of it uh, like decentralized database on the internet. So what it does every time, for example, when you put in on the address bar on your browser, like www.google.com, for example, your browser reaches uh, reached out uh, reaches out to DNS server to get an IP address for that server. So actually, internet works with IP addresses, not uh, domain names. Like you can't go to google.com or amazon.com, for example. You you need an IP address for that. And for this purpose, uh, DNS exists. And DNS uh, resolves like domain names to IP addresses. But not only for, uh, DNS is not used only for that. Uh, you can have different uh, records on the DNS. For example, you can have uh, MX records, which will point that uh, to the mail server of that particular domain. You can have t- text records on the DNS that uh, you can put there any information, and it used for DNS uh, and it used for email signing. This kind of stuff. You can have CNAME records, for example which is kind of aliases for for the for the a records the a record stands from anchor and it's used to resolve the ip addresses as i told in the beginning so and the the main property of dns also that it's is decentralized so there are like root name servers and the dns servers then there are authoritative name servers that for example belong to particular domain and then a uh, lot there can be a lot of name servers in the middle that will just cache caching for example if you are connecting from your home most probably your isp have a dns server locally that that caches uh, dns queries and they don't need to reach out to for example google's name servers every time you visit google.com it will just cache the responses and will return you immediately this speeds up internet and also reduces load on the authoritative name servers. I hope this is clear. Uh, we got all about DNS, but what about like security of DNS? DNS was invented, invented uh, in 90s, where 
the only criteria was that uh, people wanted something to work and it was a kind of kind of miracle that everything worked back back then <laughs> and nobody really didn't uh, think about security on those yeah, days. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and uh, DNS is using UDP. So there are like two main protocols on the internet, TCP and UDP. And uh, for short explanation, uh, TCP requires three-way handshake that ensures that both parties are, both IP addresses are valid and nobody's poofing anything. And it's more like uh, used for applications where you need like guaranteed delivery of the packets of the, of the data. And UDP is a lightweight uh, version of that, so it doesn't require any kind of handshake. And you just like you create a UDP packet and throw it on the internet, and here it goes, and it finds its place, and uh, finds its route, and uh, gets to the destination. And uh, what it implies that uh, you can actually spoof and like lie about your return address on the UDP packet. And you can tell that, for example, it came from somewhere else, which it actually isn't. And uh, DNS is uh, using UDP, as I mentioned. And this is for, like, uh, for, for being very lightweight and fast, and it works very well like this. But it also implies that it has like, a lot of uh, security problems. First of all, its protocol is not encrypted at all. So anybody in between you and some DNS server will be able to see what you are doing. And this is what ISPs are actually doing every day. They are collecting all your DNS queries and they know every time where you visit, what kind of websites you visit, what kind of services, apps, everything. They see on like second-by-second second basis what you are doing on the internet. And uh, this is actually not good. Also, uh, anyone in between can spoof the response. For example, you can be visiting, for example, facebook.com and uh, DNS server of your ISP will return their own IP address, IP address of their own server, and will present you with an uh, interface which, which looks like very much facebook.com and you will enter there your username and password and they got it. So, <laughs> this is the sad story of the DNS and the state we're in right now. Yeah, that's true. And many people maybe remember the older one from us that you can, in the beginning of the year 2000, use your personal... Uh, DNS server, I mean the hosts file in every system to breach a DNS when you activated software, they reached out to a DNS server or to a domain and want to activate the software, but you can uh, create an entry in the host file and so they don't uh, reach out to the uh, activation server so the software was activated without a key that was a start before we have better technologies so yeah dns is really interesting protocol like alex told us no encryption so man in the middle attacks are really often happened and there was in the beginning of 2010 there was an attack where virus changed the host file on every computers and so you visited websites that not really your bank or your shopping sites like Amazon and you enter your credit card information and then the uh, hackers has this information and can get a lot of money from you. Yeah, very good point. And 
the situation fortunately got better a little bit during the past few years because many websites uh, got into changed into the HTTPS and now if you want to make a DNS uh, man in the middle attack you will also need to spoof somehow the certificate of that website which is uh, which is more like hard but it's not impossible so Alex, can you tell me what is HTTPS? Why is HTTPS so important? So HTTPS is a kind of extension of uh, on top of HTTP protocol, which we all use for browsing the internet, uh, communicating with APIs, for example, in case of apps on our phones. And uh, S stands for secure, and security is, uh, uh, is, is done using TLS protocol which is uh, encrypted protocol on top of HTTP. Uh, so it, it involves like uh, certificates and private and public keys. So it's generally it's public key crypto, which uh, acts as a, as a secure tunnel be between your browser and the server. So nobody in between can intercept or tamper or change the data that is coming uh, uh, in and out of your computer. Also, uh, the certificate part. So we have like PK PKI, public key infrastructure. We have certificate authorities that give certificates to the websites and you, your browser is able to check that you're visiting really this site and not something else because it can check the chain of the signatures that uh, it has public keys and uh, be sure that you're visiting the right website to make but actually to it's not it's not very hard to spoof all this system you just have to insert fraudulent certificate into the client's browser certificate store and then you can mint any certificate you want and this browser will trust it and actually this is what uh, many enterprises are doing on their employees machines they're inserting their own ca so that they can monitor all the traffic that goes in and out of their corporate network. Or, for example, repressive regimes uh, do this, uh, like Turkmenistan, I think, and North Korea, I believe, does this. So they, so they force all their citizens to install this certificate so they can monitor what they're doing on the Internet. That's very sad. Yeah, so when the company uses a proxy, right? So you need a certificate too. Yes. So, so you, for example, you enter Google.com, and this proxy generates Google.com certificate and signs with its CA uh, on the fly and gives you fraudulent Google.com certificate. Then it, it's in his turn, connects to the Google and gets the data and acts as a HTTPS proxy between you and and the real server. But it can monitor all the traffic. So that's the reason why my company can uh, filter all the bad domains and bad websites like YouTube or Amazon or Twitch and when I'm work. Is that correct? No, actually, uh, th this technology is used to monitor your traffic. But if they want to block something, uh, like they don't want to visit YouTube, for example, during the work, they can just uh, inst install their own DNS server on the corporate border and uh, add a rule there that will not uh, answer, uh, would not give you, uh, answer you with any IP address when you ask for youtube.com. So it's done on DNS level. 
Okay, thank you, Alex, for the short explanation. So let us go forward to the next topic, to security technology for DNS. So I think we have here three big topics, like DNS over TLS, DNS over HTTPS, and DNSSEC. So what do you think, what should we start with? Uh, so uh, let's uh, explain what what this part of the show is. Uh, what is it about? It's um, so as we told that uh, DNS is not encrypted at all, and it's possible to monitor what you're doing, like your ISP or corporate network, or it's possible to change that temper with the responses and give you fraudulent IP addresses on the DNS responses. So these are the technologies that help us mitigate that, and you should definitely uh, use them on the on your on the daily basis on all of your devices because it's not safe. It's absolutely not safe to use like uh, standard original DNS um, that goes over UDP on port 53 usually so uh, the and these technologies by the way are pretty much mature so like one or two years ago it was really hard to get them to work and to configure it but now all the browsers support them uh, all the operating systems have the support so it's it's really has no excuse not uh, for not using them anymore so uh, can you tell us a little bit about DNS over TLS Maltem? yeah so, like we talked about before about HTTP, HTTPS, there's uh, the S in the protocol and it's used for security. And for many years we have SSL, but now we use TLS. That's the uh, next protocol here. Currently we're on version 1.2, that's the main, but we the next version 1.3 is already starting in some browsers and uh, some servers so what is why we use it for dns so the queries will be sent over a tls tunnel so the communication between the dns server and the host so your host uh, is fully encrypted with tls and it's not anymore in udp it's now a TCP and it's go over the port 853. So not the typical port. So it's really important because uh, many companies block this port because it's only open for port 80 or 443 or some of the mail ports, but not 853. So when you changed this in your system, you must be aware that you must open this port in the firewall. Really nice. Is yeah, it Android just one, 11? One note. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, so the DNS over TLS actually uses the uses D, uh, UDP. Just it encrypts the traffic uh, with TLS. So it's uh, so it's still UDP, uh, and it's 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 a new port port eight five three, right? So ah okay. So thanks mm -hmm. for the correction. And yeah, Android 11 supports it with um, their own system. You can go in the system settings on the network and enter the DNS server. So you can use Google to search and you will find a lot of DNS server that supports DNS over TLS. And you can enter this in your system. And iPhone is, for iPhone you must use an app to use it. And in Windows, I think you must use an app too. 
but on Linux side that's not a problem. Yeah, so DNS over TLS is really a good protocol and you can use it and on many sites now. So Alex, what do you think about DNSSEC? Uh, so uh, before DNSSEC, let's uh, dive in also into DNS over HTTPS and discuss uh, what's their difference and uh, which one is better, which one you should use, which one you should uh, look for. So DNS over HTTPS is the same idea. It's like encrypts your DNS traffic with TLS again because HTTPS is a TLS. But just uh, but the difference is it's using the standard HTTPS 443 port. So now it's TCP already and uh, it uses the standard HTTPS protocol. So what's the difference between them? Actually, not much. But uh, DNS over HTTPS has one adva advantage. So it, it uses, as I said, like default HTTPS port. So if, for example, somebody wants to block your secure DNS traffic and wants to force you to use non-secure DNS so they can monitor it, uh, they can't with DNS over HTTPS because actually they can't distinguish your traffic from any other HTTPS traffic. Maybe you're browsing some website over HTTPS or something like that and they're like unable to block you because in fact effectively they will block all, all of the HTTPS websites which they actually can't do. So actually this, these two are actually the same, just uh, this, this is the difference. So uh, I, I personally more pro more like DNS over HTTPS, DOH. And uh, yeah, it's better for privacy too, because it's harder to filter the requests, and so it's better for your privacy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, what's about DNSSEC right now? So, uh, we uh, successfully secured our channel between us and the DNS server, which we are using as our uh, as our resolver. Right, so we just have secure tunnel, and nobody ever in in, in between us uh, will be able to see what we're querying for, what we're doing. It's unable; it will be unable to tamper with any data. But uh, there there remains one question: What if the DNS server that we're using is compromised, for example, and it returns us fraudulent IP addresses? For some domains, how 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 are we gonna know that? So we have very secure channel between us and the DNS server, but the DNS server itself returns like false information, like like spoofed IP addresses. Uh, here is when the DNSSEC come into place. So DNSSEC is uh, is not encrypting the contents of the DNS responses. It's a system for. Uh, domains to be able to sign their zones. So the, the there's a notion of zones in DNS. Uh, sign the, their zones with their keys that uh, it's, it's like the same idea as HTTPS certificates. It's like chains, chains of trust, chain of signatures. And you can, when you get DNSSEC signed response, you can check that it's really what it is and it's not been changed, and it's really the true information that the authoritative DNS server gave you. So here's the DNSSEC. Uh, DNSSEC is actually really slow to take off. 
it in the past one year i think it, it got a lot better like uh, all major uh, dns providers like uh, amazon uh, root 53 uh for example uh, my favorite one najala uh, <laughs> it's called n g a l a dot l a so this is a privacy respecting dns provider so all of them are now support uh, have support for dnssec and you just with one click above button can enable it for for your domain and it's worth doing it so and uh yeah also i wanted to mention some uh, famous dns providers that support dns over tls and dns over https uh, it's cloudflare it's uh, NextDNS, uh, and it's Google. But I don't know if you want to use Google's name resolver. Yeah, I don't think that's then the private thing here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, thanks for the explanation for DNSSEC. So we want to go to the next part, but first let us speak about Stingle. Yeah, this uh, episode has actually brought you by Stingle Photos. <laughs> and uh, Stingle Photos is an end-to-end -end encrypted open source and affordable gallery and sync app that keeps your media files safe and private and secure. So what it is, it's actually, uh, on the surface, it's an ordinary gallery app, for example, like Google Photos or Apple iCloud, Apple Photos. But uh, the difference is on the inside. All of your data is end-to-end -end encrypted on your device and your keys never leave your device. And uh, after backing up or sharing, for example, with friends, your data is always stays secure and private and nobody, even us as a provider or government or server administrator or hackers, for example, that may or may not hack the servers in the future, uh, all of them are unable to decrypt and see your data. We see like uh, breaches of, of large websites uh, every day. For, uh, as I remember, like uh, LinkedIn had major data leak of 500 million accounts uh, nearly three weeks ago. You remember that? And uh, yeah, we see like this all the time. And if you think about it, like all of these companies have uh, billions of dollars in cash and still they're failing to protect their users' data. So what it, what it says, like uh, someday, hackers may hack you too right so no matter what idea was to create a system a service that uh, is not is not based on keeping secrets on the server so if for example everything is hacked one day there's no problem so during the development we always thought like uh, we always assume that the servers are fully open and open for download for everyone <laughs> and this gives uh, this this structure and this this kind of approach uh, gives us like confidence that in case of in case in case of such hack nobody will be able to see any any of the user's data so please uh, consider checking out stingle photos you can find it on google play store and soon it will be available on ios uh, less than a month uh, left for for the first release it's nearly ready, and you can find Stingle, uh, Stingle Photos at stingle.org. So it's S-T-I-N-G-L-E dot O-R-G. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Alex. So 
we speak about security technology and now we want to speak about why it's so important and interesting to blocking trackers and ads with DNS filters. So a lot of you guys now, there are a lot of advertising in the internet. When you open a website without a filter, you see a lot of advertising. You open a YouTube video, a lot of advertising. And also there are a lot of trackers. So when you use Windows or when you use apps like Google Apps or have an Android phone or an iOS phone, there are a lot of trackers that speak with the company servers like what app did you install, what app did you open, what site do you visit, which contact do you call and stuff like that. So uh, there are a lot of collectors and all the systems we currently use. So many people think oh, the apps are free, they cost no money, but the money you pay is your information, your private information. So it's really important to think about blocking ads, ads and trackers. So maybe it's sometimes better to pay for an app and know there's no tracker than to have a free app and a lot of trackers. So in the next part, we want to speak about some blocking apps that you can install on many systems and you can use. So first of all, we want to speak about NextDNS. Alex, what do you think about NextDNS? Uh, last week, you told me the first time about NextDNS and now I love it. Can you tell the people what is NextDNS and why they should use it? Yeah, so uh, NextDNS is actually a, per, a very good service. Uh, I, I, Me too, I really like it and I use it on, on all of my devices. So first of all, it gives you access to DNS over HTTPS or DNS over TLS as you prefer. So this is really great, but uh, this is not unique to them, right? So you can get it from, from Cloudflare too. So what uh, differentiates NextDNS from, from everybody else is they have um, cool like blocking capabilities on the DNS level. For example, you can uh, go to the NextDNS admin panel and say that, for example, uh, it, it has lists of lots of cool like uh, tracker and add domains list and you can import them and say block them on the DNS level. So uh, this is really cool because, for example, if you have an iPhone or Android, uh, if you, for example, downloaded, ever downloaded some free game, you were like stunned with amount of annoying ads there. It's like impossible to use it or, or something, uh, or this kind of stuff. And uh, what you can do, and you actually don't have, this is not a browser. You can't install, for example, uBlock Origin or uh, Ad Blocker there to, to get rid of the ads in the apps itself. So the, the solution is, is to block the ads on the DNS level. If your device is using NextDNS and NextDNS is blocking the uh, advertising domains, then all suddenly all of your games, all of your websites, all of your apps uh, don't have access to the advertising domains and they don't show anything. It's like they magically disappear from everywhere. And uh, the other issue is with trackers, as you said. It's like uh, it's a huge issue and it's not something that users see uh, every day. 
but it's a really big uh, privacy privacy issue and uh, we're, we're definitely going to make another uh, like a whole podcast about trackers and uh, how to get rid of trackers and how to block them it's kind of kind of difficult nowadays to to get rid of all the trackers but uh, next dns is able to do that on the dns level again so and um, so, so all the trackers will not be able to track you from on your phones on your computer uh, on your network etc so it will, they will not know what you're doing and also the cool part is so a lot of people like iPhones but they don't like that uh, iPhone is using so much telemetry to communicate with Apple servers and they're sending a lot of like nonsense stuff that doesn't make any sense for example I do did you know that your iPhone is constantly con uh, collecting all the Wi-Fi MAC addresses that it can sniff from around itself and it like sends it all the time to the to the apple it doesn't make any sense so the, the only the only reason that it can it, it's doing it so they just want to track you where, wherever you are even you turned off all of the gps all of the location services they can still uh, track you uh, if you come in and out of some place by by using the surrounding Wi-Fi MAC addresses, so what's the uh, uh, so if you want to block all the telemetry that Apple is using, you can next DNS has a separate checkbox for checkbox for that to block Apple telemetry. Also, they can block uh, Xiaomi telemetry if you happen to have a Xiaomi phone. Uh, so it's really really great uh, you can also uh, make like custom exceptions if you need something through you can make custom blocks if you want to block something also they have like very cool parental controls if you want to block like all of the adult stuff for your for your child uh, really, really cool stuff. And uh, yeah, and by the way, more of a like power user feature, which I really, really like. You can define uh, like whatever you want. Like, for example, I can define like my site dot local uh, dot local Alex, for example, domain, which doesn't exist and point it to my uh, local host. For example, if I'm developing some website and I need like uh, some host for myself uh, for testing, uh, so usually you would do that for using your hosts file, but it's not very convenient. You can go to the next DNS and your DNS will re like conveniently return what you like said there. Very cool. So yeah, thank you, Alex. Um, guys, take a look at next DNS. Yeah, and by the way, next DNS is not free. Uh, it's paid, but uh, it's really cheap and. I always tell that if this is something good, it should be paid because otherwise you will be paying with your private information or something like that, and you don't want that. So all the don't be surprised that uh, all, all of the good like privacy respecting and secure like uh, services and apps are paid. Uh, I think it's really fair. Yeah, thank you, Alex. Guys, take a look. Um, like I told you before. Alex uh, showed me the app last week and I love it. I installed it on all my devices. So I will go to the next app I used before in my private network. Maybe you guys heard of it, it's P-Hole. The P stands for the Raspberry Pi. And so what is P-Hole? P-Hole is a system you install on a device like on a Raspberry Pi or on a 
Linux device or on a server or something like that. And you can create your own DNS server. The interesting thing here is it directly connects to the root server and gets information from the root server. But on the other hand, you can install blocking lists and tracker blocking lists. So you make your DNS call, you insert onto your devices a p-hole as the DNS server and all your requests go to your p-hole and you get the answers from that. And when an app or a tracker trying to call back to home, like to Apple or the Google servers, it will be denied. So they get no answer. So it's really cool system when you use it in your home network. But on the other hand, when you are outside and have a mobile device, you need a VPN to um, connect to the home and then go over this DNS server. So I think your next DNS is maybe the better solution when you have many devices, but P-hole is maybe interesting in the company. When you have a company, you can install a P-hole and block so all the uh, advertising in the company and all the tracker. And yeah, it's a nice thing. It's really open source, complete, and it's no money, but you must, um, yeah, take the configuration and stuff by yourself. So when you have not that much experience with Linux and uh, DNS server, so I think it's not the right thing for you and you maybe take a look to next DNS. So on the next part, I want to speak I have about, a question, uh, about, yeah. about PyHole. Uh, so first of all, does it have uh, like ready-made lists or you, you should find list yourself and feed it, uh, for example, if you want some kind of block list or update them? Uh, what about updates of the lists? Okay, they have basic lists inside and they have an automation that uh, update uh, the list in a special time frame. And there are a lot of uh, topics in the community for P-Hole and in the wiki for P-Hole where you can find your list. And so the interesting thing is you have a dashboard. You can see how many domains are blocked. There was a time when I have got, uh, I believe, 50, 50 million domains blocked. But it's really hard to control these domains because you must you get the list from other users and so it can be that you cannot watch Netflix or uh, Disney Plus or stuff like that, or you cannot play with your Xbox or PlayStation because there's one domain inside this list that has been needing to play, but it's get blocked. So you must, uh, the first two weeks you have deep into the dashboard and unblock and block some domains by yourself to get work back all the stuff working again. So yeah, it's really for experienced users, I think. Yeah, standard Linux stuff. <laughs> yeah, but it's really interesting when you have a big network and not so on, on the move. So I think it's really a nice tool because it's free and open source. So yeah, let's uh, speak about the plugin for browsers. So many from you know maybe uBlock. It's a plugin you can install in Edge, Chrome, Firefox, Opera, and Vivaldi. And you can use it to block trackers and uh, advertising in the, in the browser. And it's really good when you often visit YouTube because it blocks the most YouTube advertising videos. 
So it's a really nice thing, but it's only on the browser. So when you install it on the browser, it's not uh, for the system itself. And so the Windows tracker not get blocked, but in your browser, you can block a lot of stuff. You can uh, have some experience settings here where you can uh, also add your personal filter list. There are a lot of filter lists already you can use with a click and they are automatically get updated. You can create your own filters and whitelist. So it's really a nice tool. And the interesting thing is here when you have uh, a company computer and you cannot install something like P-Hole or NextDNS on the computer, you can install, but, but you can install in the browser plugins. You can use uBlock to block all your websites. So the website is loading much faster than before and you have not so much annoying stuff around and really important is when you download stuff in the internet like you go on some software sites and want to download um, new software you see often a lot of advertising with download buttons and when you click on that button you can uh, maybe download some virus or uh, some bad stuff that get infected your system so all this stuff is get blocked by uBlock and yeah I think the biggest part here is you you load the pages a lot of a lot of faster yeah definitely I use uBlock origin all the time on all my browsers okay uh, let's talk about uh, another software which is called uh, DNS crypt uh, so actually, uh, DNS Crypt is a predecessor of DNS over TLS uh, or DNS over HTTPS. It was, uh, it is a DNS encryption pr protocol, but it really didn't took off uh, and was not not got any popular or something. But uh, DNS Crypt has several like implementations for different different operating systems. It's just uh, worth noting that you can uh, block some domains or encrypt your DNS using DNS Crypt. Uh, I think uh, now it supports uh, also uh, DNS over HTTPS, but uh, I'm not sure right now. Uh, yeah, but you you can you can use that with the DNS Crypt. Uh, so uh, this is something worth noting. So. Uh, the other uh, thing that we want to talk about is Blockada. So, Malte, can you tell us a little bit about Blockada? Yeah, Blockada is an app you can use on your Android and iOS devices. The important thing is for Android, you can find it on the F-Droid store. And what is Blockada? Blockada is an app that's installed in VPN tunnel. So, when you start Blockada, you start in VPN tunnel, you... Um, visit your websites and also the whole traffic from your device goes through this tunnel and Blockada um, create a local DNS server with a lot of block lists. You can find in the settings many block lists that automatically get updated and so um, you can filter all the trackers and the advertising with standard lists and so yeah it's a great in vpn tunnel it's really simple and it's uh, free too they have a paid version but only when you want to use in vpn also for uh, secure your location 
but for the normal uh, tracker blocking and advertising blocking it's free and it's open source too so yeah maybe you take a look but it's really important when you use Blocada you cannot have a second DN uh, second VPN so you can only run on the most devices one VPN so that's maybe an important notice so yeah it's nice Ed very nice uh, thank you very much so uh, I think this wraps uh, today's episode of Security Unleashed so hope you guys uh, got a lot of useful information and our opinion and useful insights about DNS security, what's the DNS, uh, how to stay secure, how to protect it and why you should care about it. So uh, we have opened the Telegram channel for this podcast. So if you have any comments, any suggestions, uh, just uh, or just want to say hi, <laughs> we will be very or glad. Questions? Yeah, or questions, of course. We will be very glad uh, to interact with you. So the channel is uh, group is called uh, SU underline podcast. So the link is you can find us on t.me slash su underscore podcast so hope you see it hope you hope you to see there <laughs> yeah and the next episode will be about email security so we want to speak with you how you can secure your email and so we are looking forward to you to meet you guys again next week definitely Thank you very much, Malte. It was nice talking with you. Yeah, thank you, Alex, again. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.